Hi everyone, welcome to the Lawcast. My name's Melanie Thorley and this is Christy Santana. How are we all going? We're at a new... Slightly <laughs> different section of the, of the office. Different place in the office, we're trying this out. If you uh, like it, let us know. If you hate it, let us know. Otherwise, this is it. Here we are. I'm going to be doing this for a little while. So, what's on the agenda this okay. week? Look, I wanted to talk about a mad case. And when I know we're doing um, CCCs at the moment, but this is not quite there yet. A little bit like last time. No, sort of... Crazy is relevant, yeah, is, uh, yeah, relative to what we usually see. But this is about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar order. Is this a order for compensation, or is it, this an order of damages? Yes, compensation. So what happened is this beauty therapist um, was working at a male grooming business, right? Right. Yeah. So. Yes. Yes. All right. So what's what's there's a what's, bit there's a bit going on there. Yes. I was so going to say something rather unsavoury, but that's okay. I know what you were going to say, and I avoided it. <laughs> Anywho, um, okay. So this uh, this woman had was working there, and uh, she said that she was subjected to sexual harassment by a coworker, um, and that a coworker was allegedly making suggestive comments. Mm. Okay, not great. Slapping the employer on her bum, uh, getting <laughs> requesting sex with the even employee while at work. <laughs> even worse again. Yeah, <laughs> and then she made a complaint that uh, the employ employee allegedly told the employee that the uh, coworker was just joking. So she's made a complaint to her boss about this colleague. That's right. So he had been making sexual jokes around her. Mm -hmm. He had been slapping her bum. He'd been asking for sex and she made a complaint. Yep. And, and the said, boss comes back to her and says, He's only having a laugh. Ah, uh, he's not. He, he's, he's like that. He's, 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 just, he's a larrikin. He's harmless. Oh. I don't know exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm extrapolating here. But you hear yes. all the time, oh, you know, the, the, these people who are incredibly rude at the office, mm. he's harmless. I'm like, yeah, but... Oh, he does this to everyone. He does this to, it's, it's, it's not you, he does it to everyone. Which is, if anything, is so much worse. But you look at that and go, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. How? So everyone's going through the same thing. Okay. It's good to know. So she eventually resigned after he shoved his face between her breasts. Wow. Wow. So it got, it got to the point where he probably sexually assaulted her. Yeah, that's, it's, I'm, I'm not a criminal lawyer, but it sounds like that's a crime. Oh, God almighty. Anyway, so the, uh, the employer didn't dispute that the have things were happening, but he denied that uh, he was vicariously liable. Oh, and, that he, and he took proper precautions to prevent this sort of thing from happening at work. So when when she was complaining to him and then it, more of it happened afterwards, it'd be very difficult to yeah. to make that argument, I would have thought. Especially I would I mean in a in a so, so, small business. Yeah. Where I'm imagining that the owner or the, the boss is aware of it. They've seen it with their own eyes. Uh then they're also doing nothing once they've seen it. What cautions do you think the employer did? I actually think probably nothing. He did almost that. <laughs> <laughs> Close, to, Close nothing, to nothing. Making the employment handbook available. Oh, that's a slap in the face. 
That's nothing short of a slap in the face. So, As in to her. Oh, to, to both. So it says here, the uh, uh, to prevent the sexual harassment, um, he made the employee handbook available electronically. So I'm guessing to everyone. Lucky her. Lucky, lucky wow. her. So she's been, she's been asked for sex while at the office. She's been slapped on the bum. He's been making sexual jokes around her. And he actually assaulted her. her. And at, the, at best, what he said was, look, I made, I, I gave him the handbook. So I suppose if, if we rewind the clock, what should they have done? <laughs> Assuming, making all the assumptions that we've okay. made. Well, let's, let's go back. To, let's, let's assume that, that it was a slow progression. Mm. Okay, so sexual jokes. Mm. Then, uh, so, so the suggestive comments, and then slapping on the bum, then requesting sex, and then actually. Yeah, so that didn't happen in the space of a day. That well, I, I doesn't. I haven't got that information, mm. but let's just assume that it's a mm. it's a slow progression. Okay, suggestive comments. You're gonna you're gonna have to tell mm. the employee to cut it out. Yeah. To stop doing that. At the very least, cut it out. It's not acceptable in the workplace to be making suggestive comments, especially when there is a person complaining, mm. and uh, it's 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 not welcome. Yeah. Because remember, we're we're talking about sexual harassment, which is unwelcome conduct of mm. a sexual nature. So she's made a complaint. It's clearly unwelcome. You're going to have to cut it yeah. out. Okay. Let's say the worker ignores that, mm -hmm. and then he starts slapping her on the bum. Mm -hmm. I think termination. Yeah. Fire that guy's ass. I think at that point, anything. I think for the first one, for when we're thinking about vicarious liability, we're thinking management. Management. You. I mean, I think it's enough to terminate. But yeah. if you think about vicarious liability, yeah, and employment might be hard to come by. You know, this might be a really good worker. Mm. Uh, you know, we hear this a lot. Mm. Mm. So mm. I think. Uh, you know, a warning for the first one, fine. Warning, cut it out. If it starts happening again, we're going to... Yeah, putting them, make it really... But the second one, I think anything Slap. short of termination, you're in trouble. Slap on the bum? Out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry, the, the liability for the company is just too high at this point. I don't care how good a worker this mm. is. I actually don't care. $150,000 in damages and we're talking about the case. Mm. Well, I, I mean, we hear about this all the time when you've got a... a and I'm going to suppose and say that this is a troubled employee and being the uh the perpetrator but they're probably also a profitable one or they're very well liked right. there is a reason they're keeping them around yeah um and we hear about this all the time we do uh that they are just yeah but they're you know, they make a lot of sales harmless so they're harmless harmless and actually it's harmless jokes she can't take it and this and the employer is making essentially a commercial weighing up decision about yeah. Which is going to make more money. Right. This is a great example of why it ends up balancing. I'm surprised it wasn't in, more. In, in the other way. Yeah. Because he has cost that business 150000 damages. Legal costs which are going to oh, be... Off the gazette. I mean, which court are we in here? Are we in the... Well, actually, it's the Victorian Civil and Administrative Tribunal. Because remember, these things often start in the 
uh, Human Rights Commission. Mm, mm. So, for instance, we're here in Queensland. So, if we started the matter in the Queensland Human Rights Commission, they end up at the QIRC, being the Queensland Industrial mm. Relations Commission. This is the basically mm. the equivalent. They used to be heard. I'm going a little bit technical here, but they used to be heard in the in QCAT. Mm. the Queensland Civil and Administrative Tribunal, but they got moved, all the employment matters got moved to the QIRC. So this is the equivalent of that, I'm going to assume at this point. So nevertheless, they're probably spending at least 15. Oh, it'll be the same, I mean, I know 100 about, grand. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's probably had quite a few witnesses and things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, and, maybe a doctor involved about how upset she was, the whole yeah, thing's there. Enough. And so they've cost them another 100 on top of that for legal fees. Yeah. Uh, and... I would imagine they probably need to do some rebranding. It's <laughs> terrible. Because we're yeah, you're right. We're talking about it right now. Yeah, termination, dude. All for the the cost of one employee who, you know what, they might have been well liked and they might have made you some more sales, but wasn't harmless. Yeah, it wasn't harmless in the end. Wasn't it was awfully the end. harmful for the company. I assume. And it's probably not the case, but I'm going to assume that he's fired now. Well, I'm going to assume <laughs> that. Um, it's really interesting because the tribunal went further and said uh, at no time prior to or after the employee's complaint did the employer implement any educational programs um, on sexual harassment, monitor workplace, noting they had access to CCTV footage, and uh, or take appropriate steps to communicate its sexual harassment policies to the employees. So that this is this just a... A business that thinks they've got some handbooks and some policies that is just it that's fine I actually I'm gonna go out on a limb I haven't read the case in its entirety but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this person who runs a business is it's I'm gonna I'm just going to extrapolate here mm. I think it's a small business it's a male grooming business honestly how huge. big is it gonna be no. you might have five employees mm. um, maybe a bunch of casuals mm. they've got one guy who does male grooming, which is probably unusual in this in this space. Mm. Not it's quite a few male hairdressers, but I don't imagine there's many males out there willing to wax, do a bit of waxing, do the waxing in those waxable places. Yes, yes. And uh, so he's probably got someone a little bit unusual there, and he's probably knows him, and probably has known him mm. for some time. Could be a mate, mm. and this is we've talked. Could be family. About, we have talked about this about mates staying in businesses, being protected with appalling behaviours, and it just shouldn't be happening. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say that they were probably friends at some point, mm. and he didn't want to talk about it because it's uncomfortable, right? Well, and. Probably, and the problem with protecting employees like that is they grab, they get a certain level of power, mm, which means they do these things in the first place. They will never fire me. You can't complain so, about this because you're the one that's going to be out. And actually, we hear that. Mm, um, like it, as we actually, actually said, we actually hear that mm. in, in, in statements and affidavits from our clients mm. from the other side. We see it on tape. It's yeah. it is a pretty standard thing. To be, it's this power play yeah. sort of thing yeah. going on. You elevate them to such a level of power that they actually start becoming untouchable. Yeah, so uh, it says here, in relation to damages, the tribunal held the employee being subjected to, to sexual harassment, which culminated in an egregious sexual assault and accordingly was awarded 150 grand in general damages. Which, for everyone out there, is 
a lot of money. Tax free, bro. In general damages. <laughs> uh, we usually operate off the sort of 10 to 30. Mm. So 10 to 30,000 as a, as you a know, in, in, where we're not talking about, you know, massive psychiatric injuries or anything like that arising out of the, the but there's, there's no evidence here um, in the in the material I'm reading that says there was psychological damage. Mm. I think the guy was punishing them. I Just actually, the member was punishing them. Almost special damages in many ways. <laughs> crazy case though we're going just the, the, the progression of sexual harassment is just off the kazam and you know the, the workers complained about you know sexual innuendos suggestive comments yeah I can see how that could be a bit of a pain in the ass then it gets, she gets slapped no no it's not enough um, asking for sex in the workplace mm. still not there it's a bit of a sort of it's actually a bit of a textbook of how we're progressive. Yeah. Do you know, like, it's kind of the three or four, five bases. But, but remember, she left. <laughs> it wasn't mm. terminated even after. Even after. Even she, after. She the, was the one who had to, she, to get out of there. She left at that point. This is just, this guy is still there. Mm. She goes, I've had enough. I can't put up with this anymore. This is the last straw. I'm out. And, and. He just wasn't disciplined. She, she was gets... sent the handbook. So what's what's next on the agenda <laughs> well, after thinking, that one? I was thinking about this because one of the things we did a little while ago was uh, myth busting. Yes. yes. And, and for those who watch and listen, Mythbusters was one of our mm. most popular um, podcasts recently. Yes. Yes. Everyone loves a decent myth busting. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about, oh, we should have put that on our Mythbuster. Oh, we should have put that on our yes, Mythbuster. Yes, we've kind of forgotten a few. There are, there are an awful lot of um, myths to be busted out there. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to go back to this... Um, this one where you can't be terminated while sick. Yes, while you're on sick leave. While you're on sick leave. I just kind of want to revisit that because A, I still think people just think it automatically. Yep. Use it as a, the, the employee uses it as a prevention tool mm -hmm. and the employer just sees it as a bar to, to proceeding mm. the matter forward. Mm. So I thought I might just, talk a little bit about in circumstances where it's absolutely okay to continue a matter even though someone is on mm. sick leave and the sort of things that we need to think about really think about if you're going to do that because there are risks involved mm. it, it, it's you need to i always see it as one you need to approach it with sort of keep gloves yeah approach it with caution doesn't I, need to stop things but just yeah just, do it and, softly. And also, if you are looking to terminate and someone is on sick leave and you're incredibly risk averse, what's your next step as well as an employer? Mm. So how do we help those employers navigate that particular issue in a way that actually makes sense to them? Mm. So I just wanted to sort of talk through a scenario because I thought, you know, let's, let's think about this. So we have an employee. They are unhappy at mm. work. They haven't been performing. Um, they've had a bit of a shout, you know, they're not that grumpy. Oh, so as in like in, in the office, they've just had a bit of a lash out. Yeah, they've lashed out a few times. They're a little bit unhappy and you've got some complaints. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, you say to this employee, I'm going to call this employee Jane. Okay. So Jane is 
look, whatever's going on with Jane, she's not happy at work. Mm -hmm. She's come into work. She's obviously looking for a fight. She wants everyone to leave her alone, but she's got a job where everyone has to contact her. Yeah, and she's she's getting bitchy. Yeah, yeah. Hard I'm to, saying, hard to work. look, I'm using a female, but this could easily just be a male as well. Yeah. And uh, Jane's throwing a bit of a tanty at people and uh, everyone's getting a bit on edge and there's been some complaints by not necessarily the support but just the people around mm -hmm. here because they're all a little bit on edge, that walking on eggshell thing. You're, as the employer, you've decided to um, that it's actually enough's enough. Mm -hmm. There's been enough chatter. You've spoken to her enough times. Jane is in trouble. Yeah, she's been given... Um, She's been given notification that her employment might be terminated if she continues mm -hmm. just really just monstering everyone. Yeah. It's a work health and safety issue. Yeah. It's also a financial one. I mean, all your, all your employees. All your might, good employees might, might bugger be. off. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So you give Jane show cause, give her a couple of days off, and you want her to come back to work on Friday to have a discussion about that. Jane is on the ball. She knows her job is toast. Yes. Not that we are saying to anybody that you should be making preconceived, no. um, and, but you should be listening to what Jane has to say, but she's thinking her job's toast. Mm -hmm. So she goes to the doctor, her doctor reasonably says, look, I can see you're super stressed. That's not in dispute. No, she probably is. She probably is, and uh, she takes sick leave. Now, mm -hmm. I think in circumstances like that, the show cause notice has been given. She's mm -hmm. been given a chance to respond she's she there is this complication here where she might say i'm too stressed to respond properly i'm gonna have to wait and this might be a long-term employee they've got three months and you know sick mm -hmm. leave available to them or something horrible like that can you still you know can we still terminate this employee well i think there's a few things to i think the first question the answer is yes mm. but um there's a few kind of also points that will certainly help employers is to ask more questions around her sickness itself because a few commissioners have raised this and I'm a big believer in it um, the kind of blanket you're unfit for work isn't really good enough in this particular circumstance because what we need is something from the doctor that says you're not fit to provide a response to the show cause because you can imagine and they want to. That's the mm. other thing. Not everybody responds to show calls no. notices. Um, because as you can imagine, they are vastly different things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, someone's work, you know, might involve, yeah, in Jane's case, meeting someone, you know, 10 times a day and, and working significant hours. The response is not that at all. Um, so asking more questions around that and getting a little bit more answers so from we're, we're talking just extrapolating mm. from that what we're talking about is giving an opportunity to respond so we're trying to avoid that and we've talked about this before mm. that that i call them the axis of evil discrimination yes. general protections and unfair dismissal yeah so what we're trying to do there is avoid an unfair dismissal matter where the person hasn't been given an adequate chance to respond to the allegations yeah. so, so that, that's helping you there yeah um and obviously being you know, reasonable in, in many ways. Um, but that doesn't, that might only delay 
what, a couple of days, tops? Well, this is the other thing. How I mean, depending on what how long, yeah, with you. How, how long do you give the person to respond, especially when you're paying them to be at work mm -hmm. and now you're paying them to be sick and if they've got lots of sick leave, they'll feel like they've got an entitlement yeah. to continue that. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. We've got to... So, if you're an employer who has... A difficult employee, they've lost it, you're giving them a show cause, and then they've gone on off sick. It is still possible to terminate that person. Absolutely. It is actually okay. And we've talked about this. We already said it is. We're just going into those pitfalls mm. and things. Well, when we're thinking about general protections and discrimination, you know, we're thinking about making sure we're not terminating because of their exercise of work was right being sick and be taken right. personally. Yeah, I'm so, I, I would have let it go, but for you now being sick. Yep. Um, and uh, terminating because uh, of their sort of injury or illness. Or yeah, something um, else is going on, yeah. But the, the real missing factor there that I think a lot of employers get scared of or maybe just miss uh, is, the, is the causation one. You are not terminating them because they are sick or right. because they are taking sick leave. You are terminating for this, another reason in this case, they're lashing out and it just so happens to be at the same time that yeah. they are exercising rights or they are in That's right. it, so It's entirely different things. So if you're an employee and you've been given a show cause and someone has said to you, oh, I'll just go off sick, it's going to hold it up. That's actually not a magic bullet. No. 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 You, you're not necessarily going to. And quite honestly, if you use someone like us to go through the entire process, it is more likely than not that you'll still end up with a decision, whether that's termination or mm. not. But remember, the decision is, this is a show cause as to why you shouldn't be terminated. Mm. This is not allegations into misconduct and we were investigating making a decision whether they've happened or not. The company's already made a decision to terminate. They're giving you a chance to pull it back. Yeah. And if you don't give them, if you don't give that company a reason to say, no, 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 this is not a good idea, then I don't think you're helping yourself any. This is just not going to work. So employers need to be careful that they're not falling into this trap of not providing um, a chance to respond. But the the damage has already been done. This is a show cause as yeah. to why you shouldn't be terminated. So this is not about holding the matter up because if you don't respond, they can't make a decision. Decision's already mm. made. It's just that little extra piece if you yeah. have some other reason. And it could be a reasonable one. You could just found out you had cancer. And you're losing it from an internal perspective and you're just not coping. Mm. And that's a good answer. Yeah. You know, or, you know, someone died or you've got something happening, you're going through a divorce or you're going through domestic violence. There are lots of reasons no, why people lash out that you can actually pull it back from. Yeah, or, or and just go it might be at that point in time when you find out a piece of information to know about that actually Jane lashed out at Greg because Greg 10 minutes before absolutely berated the hell out of Jane and Greg conveniently left that piece of information out. Yep, you're um, absolutely right. There's a lot of reasons. So I think um, there are there is a good reason why you shouldn't just hide from, as an employee, hide from the answer, thinking mm -hmm. your employment is automatically terminated. If you have a decent reason, there shouldn't be anything to hide. But let's talk about the other side of this. The, the reasonability, if you are an employer who is seriously risk averse, mm. then it's fair to say if this person's got a month's annual leave in front of them, you could just offer them a month's pay and say, how about you resign today? Because if it's mm. not just about the money and it is about the risk, 
then there's nothing wrong with doing deals with your employees whereby the whole matter gets circumnavigated and you do a deal where everyone just kind of leaves in an amicable way. The person doesn't get terminated, they get to resign. Mm. You get to have you get to move on from this yeah. employee and really it does appear that no one's really that dedicated to the job at this point. No, no, because you wouldn't be going down this path but for... Yeah. Um, so I don't see anything wrong with exit negotiations. No, it goes to another myth actually, which is uh, exit negotiations are not a forced resignation. No, they're not. Not uh, forced resignation. Not. They, and that's come up a lot recently. They are not making a predetermined decision. An they offer to resign. They are not. Uh, they're not. They're not make, giving you no choice but to resign. That as in you're you're doomed. Doomed. All they are saying is as putting it without you, prejudice, kind of off. If you want to circumnavigate this process, which we don't know what the outcome's going to be, but if you want to circumnavigate it, we'll give you a chance to resign today because later we might be terminating you and that might not be great for you. And there's many other reasons why you might want to engage in exit negotiations which aren't in the realm of disciplinary action either. It's true. And that, that's completely fine. That's true. You might have an employee who's uh, who just just not fitting anymore. It's just not working or you just want to move forward. Then, yeah, you can create a situation where both parties make a decision to end the contract. No, There's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that. them. I mean, years ago, they were quite popular. They've gone a bit out of fashion and they might be popular again. It's hard to say. It might be like bell bottoms. They come back over and over again. Why do you think that is? Why do you think bell it's bottoms come no, back? No, no, no. Why do you think... Uh, <laughs> Exit negotiations have just kind of gone by the by. Oh, look, I think it's a little bit of there's no money and no one's got any mm. money um, to do exit negotiations. Um, people don't feel like, and, and that goes for the employee as well, it's, it's expensive to litigate, <laughs> timely, and people lose, people know that litigation is great at the beginning, there's lots of motivation, but while you know, you're six months in and all you want is it to be done and dusted. Yeah. And I think people are realizing that more and more. Um, and honestly, I think it's an easy way out. And why not? Mm. I'm not against that. You know, great, do it the hard way. I'll make a lot of money. That's yeah. brilliant. But do it the easy way too. Get just, get, it's get, cheaper get, and easier. It's less stress. Yeah, but I think they have gone out of fashion because of the money thing and they don't employers have been doing it and they don't like to be taken advantage of so mm. now they're pulling it all back and taking a really hard stance mm. well you can imagine during COVID a lot of people looked at their expenses because mm. you would need to account for that you would I mean if you're a large enough organization you know there's you know you're probably going to lose two employees three employees yeah. in, in a six-month period or something like that and you know you need to account for this bit of money and you're looking back at your, your PL and, and you, you think that one can probably go yeah one of the first to go you so think. what we hear a lot is i'd rather pay you melanie than pay her a cent well that's lovely <laughs> we do get paid we appreciate that we love money just like every yeah, other business do it without it. but you may also be paying her mm. too so we've got to do it smart yeah be smart about yeah, it be smart about it Anyway, yes. I really liked this case on this beauty therapist being sexually harassed at work. Pretty, I, yeah, it's pretty egregious. I, um, I don't understand how the employer could have possibly thought what they were doing was enough to get over the line. Cautionary tale to cautionary many, tale. many, many organisations out there that they will make it un financially just not commercial yeah. to, to allow yeah. that type of behaviour to go. And there's some new cases out about that recently too, about making things commercially unviable to yeah. get up to mischief. Yeah. And uh, yes, 
if you've got any more questions about our myths being busted, yes. send them our way. We do come across them. But yes, hopefully that, that myth of being terminated while on sick leave is a little more busted. A little oh, bit more. I hope busted. we, you know, bit by bit we'll educate the world. Yes, yeah, educate <laughs> the world. Okay, everyone, thank you for watching and listening to the Lawcast. We will see you again in a couple of weeks. See ya. See you later.